The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter all the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right today with audible.com. Get a free audio book, a download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. One of our fabulous sponsors here at Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity. I saw that little Dr. Evil. <laughs> your Dr. Evil pose. <laughs> I'm your purveyor of prosperity without the Dr. Evil pose, Heather Wagonhalls, but the Dr. Evil of today seems to be our maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. I'm just having some fun. And uh, we are going to try to have some fun and help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. So first off, Miguel Key. Uh, Dreams with Deadline, number yes. three. It is our third key in the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. And uh, our moolah word of the day has to, since taxes are going to be here before we know it, I mean, it's technically a few months away, but, you know, like you hit the snooze bar and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm late for work. It's, so, yeah. yeah so we're going to- April. We're going to have a moolah word relating to taxes today. And um, yeah, I have an interesting um, topic for today's topic driven show as we, you know, venture close. But I want to talk about your money, your credit, and your good name. One of our sponsors, as a matter of fact, helps us with identity theft, frauds, and scams. And today I want to talk about some frauds and scams that you may not realize are happening to you. Um, and they're going on under the auspices of connecting you. That's your hint for today. So we got a lot to talk about on today's show. Um, so Let's get started, shall we? So the third key in our Keys to Riches financial philosophy is dreams with deadlines. And so if you missed Monday's show, uh, we don't do the key here on this show anymore. It's become its own show. It's become so popular and it's been around now for a year. So you all want to visit this website, wherever you get this, whatever channel you're listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio on, you can also get the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. However, if you want all of the resources that go along with the key each week, you must surf over to our keystoriches.com website where you can download the free resources, take the online course, and familiarize yourself with how to deploy the Keys to Riches financial philosophy in your life right now to help you achieve wealth and happiness and create financial freedom for yourself and your family. 
And so it's a great thing. And the the way I came up with this key, just to give you some background, is uh, Tom Hopkins is uh, one of my mentors, uh, sales trainer extraordinaire. But he gave me stuff about life that I just didn't get. You know, uh, my parents were divorced. My dad lived in another state. So I didn't have a daily father figure. And so when I needed to develop professionally in the real world, I was fortunate enough that one of my best friends was a trainer for him. <laughs> so I, I got all of, of Tom's wisdom, you know, embedded at a very young age. In that age, while my prefrontal cortex was still developing before I was 25. And life, life, skills that I got from him that actually one of those life skills is the reason why I'm married to the husband I am. And it is because of what he taught me about the power of the handwritten. Thank you. You know, I mean, it works great in business. And I was nervous. I was nervous at the turn of the century when email came about. I'm like, Oh, is it going to diminish the effects of a handwritten? Thank you. And it actually made it better. Did it? Well, yeah, because imagine like, okay. So like, let's say, you know, we have lunch afterward. You buy me lunch after the studio today and, and I whip you a little, text message that says, thanks. You'd be like, great. She appreciated it. But if I went home and I wrote a handwritten thank you and I dropped it in the mail, that takes so much more effort. And you got that handwritten one 24 hours later, then how would you feel? I mean, it's a, it's, it's a good debate. I mean, I could, I could easily say, as she wants something from me. (laughs) It's only because you're challenging the giver, but that. I'm a skeptic. No. You're insecure. Oh, really? How do you, yeah. get, you get insecure out of that, huh? Well, yeah, because you're saying that you are not worth the time I invested in writing that to you. Okay, it's a good, interest, an interesting angle. It's all. It's so apparently you haven't listened to our no seasonal exceptions key. <laughs> Giving is about the giver, not the recipient. Oh, I agree with that. If somebody buys I you an totally expensive that. present that you could never possibly buy for that other person, you're like, oh no, I can't accept this. Yeah. Is it's not that you can't accept this? Is you don't feel worthy of it? That's what it's about. Because because when people give, it's not about reciprocity. When you do for something for somebody who doesn't have the means you do, you are not looking for anything but gratitude, appreciation. You're not looking for them to reciprocate in kind, are you? Hmm. You're not. I, I mean, you know, all these are great questions. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> no, it is good. It's great because the listeners are seeing this play out now that they, you know, now they're getting, they're getting bonus on today's show. They're not just getting dreams with deadlines, but they're getting no seasonal exceptions too yeah. because of your fear. Well, I, your, I, your lack of self-worth. We, yeah, see, that's, see, there's a, there's a good debate because I'm having this conversation with a, with an old friend from high school and he is, he has definitely labeled me the ultimate skeptic. So I've always thought it was be, me being a skeptic. Now you're, you're saying it's my self-esteem, mm-hmm. which could, could easily be true because I probably had self-esteem issues in my life. Yeah. 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 And, and, and. And, and the reason why you're thinking somebody else is after something, that they want something from you, yeah. is because you don't feel worthy of receiving whatever it is. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, pretty amazing. What a great aha moment. That's a total bonus. Not included in the price of today's show. This is awesome. Yeah, so so that's that's why you're, you're being skeptical. Huh. But if I found value in what you did for me, I should be able to express that. So. I think there's probably some gray area. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I like your idea. I There's like your gray idea. Every, everywhere. Yeah. It starts between our ears. So. Right. so, but anyway, so that's some of the value. So a lot of the things that Tom taught was about, you know, dreams are not goals. Dreams do not become goals until you assign a deadline to them. Yeah, that's a great concept. And, and so when a, when a dream has a deadline, then it becomes achievable. Otherwise, it's just a dream. And I remember having this discussion with my former husband, and he's part of why he's in the former status, is because, you know, I, I would get really upset with him, and I would get angry that he would just stop achieving and not pursue things. And he's like, and, and he would just throw up his hands in despair and say, you know, Heather, sometimes dreams are just meant to be dreams. Like, are you insane? Like, why bother dreaming? Why? Why would, if you dream, that's like part of the process. If you can dream it, then you can go to the next step further and believe that it's possible. Because possibility is what kills people. They can't dream it. They can't imagine it. If you can imagine it, and if you can get to that dream part, then you can believe it. And once it's believable, it's achievable. Yeah. I mean, your pragmatism is showing through. (laughs) Did you pull up my skirt and look at my pragmatism? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's because everything you say makes sense, but then you, in the real world, there are. In the real world, the only thing that keeps us from us is our pre-programmed biological responses that we've conditioned over time through other people's belief systems, hand-me-down beliefs, advertised beliefs, you know, cultural beliefs, you know, like, you know, we, we can't empathize. And I use this word because we don't want sympathy because sympathy evokes pity and it's a different emotion, but we cannot empathize with the nation of Islam because our cultural belief, our doctrine, our foundation of our whole country and our people is different from theirs. And we can't imagine what it would be like to believe that there that there is a, a race that's superior to everybody and that everybody yeah. else needs to be extinguished. We yeah. can't yeah. we can't connect to that. We can't empathize with that because our cultural beliefs are different. But that's that's what they believe, and they believe what we believe is wrong. And that doesn't make either of us right or either of us wrong. It just makes us different. And without the power of empathy to, to try to walk a mile in their shoes to understand how to solve the problems, we just. We criticize what we do not understand. We mock. With dreams with deadlines, I was able to take from Tom what I learned about goal setting and what I learned from Jim Rome and to be able to relate to them personally um, as well. And what we do to create our lives professionally and, and manage time and set goals and achieve goals, we can also incorporate that personally, because ideally our professional life is what facilitates the financing of our private life, our personal life. And and so they're, they're inextricably connected. But the challenge becomes is how people can run a particular business, but then succumb to those problems outside yeah. of it. And that's where key five comes in. Take emotion out of the picture. My dad was the turnaround king. They moved him all over the country to, to turn around ailing plants. But yet he couldn't even, he self-admitted, couldn't even balance his own checkbook. And it's because he was emotionally engaged to the money he earned. Yeah. So anyway, so if you want to get 
clear on how to set and achieve goals. What we do in our dreams and deadlines is the beginning part of our goal achievement strategy. And we just did a workshop a week or so ago. And we did our first virtual workshop. I usually do them live and in person. Nobody had to travel. And so if you go to our website at keystoriches.com or unlockyourwealthradio.com for that matter, um, and just click on workshops, you can get on the waiting list for the next one. So it's kind of a nifty little deal. But if you want more on the goal achievement strategy, you just need to visit our website at keystoriches.com or click on the workshops page at unlockyourwealthradio.com. So if you want to know this week's key, that's where to find it. Now... Moolah word. Moolah word. word. I'm so excited. That was a little bit more of an extended segment, um, but I think your aha moment um, was all worth it. I so, think it was a little bit of your aha moment, too. Well, <laughs> I, I aha'd your moment. <laughs> I caught your subconscious thing. See, and that's why change can be so difficult because the things that we do that sabotage just fly right under the radar until I called you oh, out yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. You were, you were attributing it to skepticism, may, which may be from experience. Yeah. People did things and tried to get things from you. So yeah. you may have personal experience from it, but that's not where it stems from. It starts way back when. I mean, that's an interesting observation because me being a performer for many years, I, and, you know, me being on stage, I always thought that somebody was trying to get something from me. Oh, yeah. You know, and not that I was a celebrity by any stretch of the imagination, but I was a local celebrity. I was, I had, I had a certain amount of cachet, so. And you're famous in your own mind. Exactly. I'm a legend <laughs> in my own mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, it, you, when you put yourself out there, you subject yourself to that, but you, yeah. so you could be guarded, but. Considering the depth of our friendship, you would you would you you shouldn't feel that way about me. No, no, I don't feel that way about you at all. But that was your knee jerk reaction. Oh, okay, what does she want? Well, no, that was a hypothetical situation. Uh, but you know, but I'm telling you what it's driving from. And and just so we're clear, performers and speakers and all of us people that are in the entertainment. Tend to have self esteem issues. Just, why just an think, aside. Why do you think we want that adoration? Well, exactly because we're searching for it outside because yeah. uh-huh. we don't have it on the inside. <laughs> um, so it takes us a while to get there. So yeah, so that's great. Um, so it, it was a great dual effort aha moment. You are healed. Yeah, but I, but I'm still a skeptic. <laughs> okay, whatever. I tried the laying of the hands. It didn't work. <laughs> But uh, moving right along to our moolah word of the day, for reals, uh, the adjusted gross income is the term that we need to be paying attention to moving forward. So uh, as you were um, talking uh, earlier about um, tax ramifications, and we were having you know uh, the conversation about being on the other side of the fence as a renter, when you can use the tax break, you yeah. don't get the interest deduction. Yeah. Uh, so wow. therein lies the irony. You know, so once you are a homeowner, you get this big tax deduction. All of a sudden, you become a homeowner, and all of a sudden, you you become more of a capitalist. Yeah. How does that, you know, it's it's like immediate. You know, all of a sudden, you're on the liberal side of things. You buy a house, and all of a sudden, you're a conservative. There you go. All right. Anyway, adjusted gross income. Let's talk about our moolah word. It is a number used to determine your federal income tax obligation. 
AGI is your gross income minus deductions. Gross income includes wages, dividends, business profits, income from rental property, and interest. Deductions include IRA contributions, SEP contributions, simple contributions, Keog contributions. Those are all under the retirement umbrella if you don't recognize them. Health insurance contributions for self-employed persons, trade or business expenses, depreciation on rental property, losses from sales of property, alimony payments, yay, (laughs) a little bit of a break, Uh, medical savings account contributions, moving expenses, and charitable cash contributions. Note that AGI does not include the standard or itemized deductions or personal exemptions. The figure appears on IRS forms 1040, 1040A, and 1040EZ. Adjusted gross income level affects your eligibility for various types of retirement accounts, including Roth IRAs and education IRAs. So just uh, a little bit so as we start approaching tax season, you know, in a couple of weeks, you're going to start getting them W-2s in the mail. You're going to start getting those 1098s for your interest payments and all of that good stuff. So, you know, um, and and if we're not, and this kind of like is a good springboard for our next conversation about our privacy and, and protecting our identity, make sure you're checking your personal mailbox each and every day. Uh, and that because you don't want to be a victim of mail theft because somebody gets that and then they can commit some sort of fraud, some tax fraud in your name. And that's not a good place to be. I got a question for you because at this time, um, me being, me being, uh, having to send out 1099s, et cetera, for my business. And, and we, we, in our email, we say, I need your, I need your social security and your address so I can send you a 1099 and bingo, somebody just throws it out there on the internet. What, what do you suggest to the listeners when they're in that position? Do you, do, you know, multiple emails with three different sets of numbers? Call and give it over the phone. Do it over the phone. And have that person enter it directly into the software where they're not running it down anywhere. Yeah. Because then the software, most tax software that calculates that stuff will block out the first five numbers and only leave the last four Uh exposed so you can track the differences. So that's what I would recommend is to give it over the phone. Because so many people now just write it down on an email or a text. You would be surprised. People share usernames and passwords and all that stuff. But first, let's talk about keepmyid.org. It is uh, the sponsor of this next segment, and it's the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown uh, with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners by visiting our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash keepmyid and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So... So I want to talk about something that we do all the time. It helps us draw near. We're community-driven social creatures. Biologically, we crave connection. And if you were adopted or if you grew up away from friends and family or lost touch with relatives, what are one of the easiest things that you can do To start building back that family, uncovering relatives. Mm -hmm. What what can you do? Ancestors.com. There you go. See, so like, you know, I was thinking of a great blog post with with a headline, the Mormons are giving away your identity. And, you know, and 
uh, not that specifically they are, but they have the largest genealogical database in the world. Did they really? Yes. And so most people make a pilgrimage to Utah to go do this. One of our friends did to, uh-huh. to, to create their family tree. But here's the challenge that these things are doing. And here's the problem, and this is why I wanted to talk about it on today's show, is when you sign up for these services, so you're giving out your personal information, these services not only contain your personal information, name, date of birth, place of birth, sometimes people are uploading birth certificates or death certificates from family members. There's a way to upload and store documents on this thing. And it helps you fill in the gaps and meet the people in your family. Now, this makes a totally ripe environment for hackers and scammers. Okay. And the reason why is they can go in and they can create a profile pretend to be like a brother or sister of yours. And now once they start connecting the dots of the family tree puzzle, and they can, what are they getting? Now um, they're getting your parents' names, their places of birth, their date of birth. Because, you know, now password, you know, protection stuff is, is trying to get, for recovery, is trying to get more sophisticated. So instead of just going for mother's maiden name, some of them are going for father's middle name, uh-huh. I've seen as choices, um, parents' place of birth. So all these potential combinations to reset passwords are now completely available that you have voluntarily participated in and made completely available to the world. It sort of makes sense to be a recluse and a hermit these days, doesn't it? Well, you know, it's. I, I remember the Popcorn Report in 2000 talking about how people were going to become more reclusive, yeah. and the Internet has facilitated that. Sure. But what we've seen over the last decade is now we're not just becoming reclusive and joining chat rooms. We're still missing that level of physical social connectivity. So now we're using the internet in different ways, like creating meetups, you know, for example. So we meet on the internet to set up a time for like-minded people to get together in person. Okay. So what we've learned is that some behaviors can't be reprogrammed or retrained. You know, so that physical need for connection with another human being still exists. Part of why we fall for romantic scams, okay, is because, and and, and this is why being online helps facilitate romantic scams better than it ever did back in the pen pal days with, with, you know, the, you know, mail order bride type scenarios is that uh, what we've done is we've created the anonymity. We can be whoever we want on the internet. And then we meet these people and we build up this anticipation. And, And what we forget, that no matter how pervasive computers get, Moravian's rule still applies. And Moravian's rule simply talks about how we communicate. And the ratio is 55-38-7. 55% of our communications are nonverbal. Wow. Nonverbal. 
38% of our communication is how we say things. So that's uh, dialect, that's speed, that's pitch, that's uh, inflection. Yeah. Elocution, all of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, that's 38%. Okay. Only 7% of our communication ability has to do with the actual words we use. Wow. So, I can see that. so when you think about how text messaging <laughs> gets misinterpreted, oh, God. you know, that's why emojis are so critical to communication. And that's why emojis have become so popular because they try to fill in that gap of the 55. So if you put some snarky comment and then you put an LOL behind it or you put a smiley face emoji or a winky emoji out there, then that tells you don't take this literally, take it in a certain context, because that's what we miss when we just read words on the page. We miss the other person's, the initiator of the communication's intent. And when we miss their intent, we fill in the gaps. Yeah. And 93% is a lot of gap to fill. Oh, God. I was... Somebody told me a story the other day. A, a mother was talking to her daughter on the text. The daughter, the, 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 you know, the, it was about a, an important subject matter. The conversation was closed. The daughter went home and cried for two or three hours, cried herself to sleep. They talked the next day, and the mother found out that the daughter cried herself to sleep. I mean, how does the, and and it was completely misinterpreted. How how does it's like pick up the phone and work this out. Right. How, how could you let this go? Why did you go to sleep without working this out? So right. I just don't understand it. Well, and, and, and that's part of the problem. Yeah. That's part of the problem in this connection. And this is how romance scams get out of hand. And this is how people get taken for a ride because maybe they're not as attractive. Um, maybe they're not as thin as the next person. Maybe they have speech impediments. Maybe they have all these other issues. So when someone pays attention to them online and makes them feel good, they infer more meaning and more context in that 93% than what was intended. Right. And that's how relationships be like, oh, well, I totally thought we were at a different place in this relationship, you know, and this is how I've seen women get built out of hundreds of thousands of dollars because they're so desperate. They're older. They've never had children. They've been unattractive. They've had whatever physical issues or impediments that have kept them from succeeding in the relationship department. And so online validates them. It gives them the gratification. And so they'll do anything to hang on to it. And if it means that I'm going to fly some guy here from Germany, I'm going to wire him $7,000 to buy that plane ticket to get here. And he never shows up. I'm sorry I missed the plane. Meanwhile, he's cashed in the tickets. You can't get a refund on them. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. I'll rebook. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. And you can't believe it. Things were going so good. Well, you inferred things were going so good because you had all this room to fill in the gaps. And that's why face-to-face is even more critical than what it was. And I think that that's why 
video on the internet, now that the speeds support video chatting and stuff, that, that that's becoming more popular. And that's why we're seeing so many more video interpretations of marketing stuff. People are marketing things with video. People are communicating with video because they're giving you the context they want you to have, not the inference that you may draw, mm-hmm. you know, um, for legitimate marketers. There's still always going to be the scam artist. Sure. So, so as we circle back to romantic scams or genealogical scams, do not give your information out, even if it's under the auspices of finding your long lost family members. Okay. You can go in and you can, you know, create stuff, but don't put your contact information in there so people figure it out. Yeah. You know, and but this goes with all social media too. You know, everybody thinks it's so great that five thousand friends of theirs wish them happy birthday that would have never wished them happy birthday had they not gotten the toggle yeah. from Facebook to say, Oh, by the way, your friend's having a birthday. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, I haven't talked to them in twenty years. Like and, and we've like talked three sentences on Facebook. I'm not going to wish him happy birthday. I'm sorry. You know, and I, and I don't have mine on because, you know, it's a, it's a potential point of fraud, identity theft. I've already been a victim several times. Yeah. I'm not going to be a victim again. I refuse to do that. Yeah. And if you refuse to be a victim, because if you have worked very hard for my, your money, it would be nice if you could keep it. And if somebody can breach your passwords by resetting it using, um, if people can breach your passwords by resetting um, your information, because now they have the tools and resources to give your father's middle name or your mother's maiden name, and now they can reset the password and they can redo the email address, and now they have access to your money, your banking information. It's not that difficult to figure it out. Because everybody uses their own email or they have a standard username, first name, last name. Hi. So if you'd like to have uh, a worksheet, a nice little checklist to help you protect yourself against identity theft, frauds, and scams, please visit our website at moneycreditandyou.com. And for more great resources and other interviews with financial experts, as well as these topic-driven shows, visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.